Welcome to the SF in Translation podcast. I'm Rachel Cordasco. And I'm Daniel Hauser. And we are recording this on September 2nd. And we're basically just going to be talking about what we've been reading and hearing about over the summer because uh, we had a summer hiatus. But now we're back, but things are kind of crazy in the beginning of the school year. So um, this is just going to be. Probably a little, a little shorter, but that's fine. Anything, Daniel, that you were really excited about this summer? I was excited. I was doing research uh, away from town, and mm-hmm. I, that gave me the opportunity to uh, have spare time for more reading. And so I was very excited to get to read a few um, SF and translation um, copies that I had. Um, and so I've, I'm now need to play catch up on all the reviews to write, but, um, it definitely gave me a chance to catch up on the backlog of, uh, titles that I had laying around. Yeah. When, when we were on our road trip this summer, I swear, I just plow through the books cause I don't do the driving. So I just sit and read and I don't get car sick. Oh, that's so nice that you, yeah, I get car sick. And so. That that's one thing I can, unfortunately. I thank the good Lord for giving me the ability to <laughs> read in a moving vehicle, because I got through. Uh, what did I read? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, I read um, the uh, 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 Liu Cixin, um Supernova Era, which is just nuts in a good way. I love it. That's coming out in. Uh, no, no, let me see. Um, is that is that November that's coming out? Let me see. Uh, October. Hmm. Good birthday present for me. Um, Not too long from now, then. Yeah. Uh, and it. Uh, what else? Oh, I read um, this uh, uh, Tamil um, novel about uh, kind of a ghostly visitation to a small town and. Um, and grizzly murders and, and stuff like that. And that was, that was pretty interesting. And then I started on, um, Rodrigo Frazan's The Dreamed Part, which is the, the second book, um, following the invented part. And that book is like 500 and some pages, like big, you know, larger trim size. So it's taken me a very, very long time to read that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's, it's pretty great. Um, so yeah, all the, all the reading that we, that we can do over the summer is, um, is good. Yeah. I finally got through the French text of Vestige. Yes. Yes. And so I'm planning on writing something up for, I guess, either SF and translation site or just my blog site. I don't know where I'll end up putting it. Cause you already had yours as well that you wrote for Strange Horizons, right? Wherever you want it, it's fine with me. No, it's wherever you want it, because you know I'm happy to take it. I'll probably put it on mine, 
two, just because, yeah, like, I'm, oh yeah, yeah, cross post. Yeah, the bigger the audience for this, yeah, um, that can be sort of built up. I think the better because it is an absolutely fantastic space opera, or start to one. Right, um, there are four so volumes. So as soon as I can get the money to get the next one, I will because you know getting a paperback in French from either France or Canada. Uh, ends up costing basically the price of a new hardback book usually. So uh, it's rare that I can, I have to save up for those in terms of the spending money. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading the next volume of this one. Um, and yeah, hopefully somebody translates it so you can enjoy the rest of this the story as well. I know. I just, I don't think unless, until, unless and until somebody um, picks it up in English, right. you know, they're probably not going to, to translate the other three. Um, but yeah, it's so great. I want to know what happens. Ah. So then I also, God, I guess I read all the French. Um, I've read The Weight of Snow, which we've oh, talked about in a yes. previous podcast. And I adored it, but I would hesitate to call it speculative fiction at all. Um, it's it's literature. It's brilliant. It is set in like a post-apocalyptic kind of backdrop, and it's a sequel to one you've read, the translation, right? Yes. Okay. And running so, on fumes. Yes. And is that one pretty clearly in a? No, it is. It is a very slight, ma- like magical realist post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's not much magical realism in this one, I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. um, but. Nonetheless, I would say that the the themes of the story still go along with themes that you would see in a post-apocalyptic novel. Um, it's just very, very self-contained because it's about people trapped in a cabin, basically, um, when there's a shit ton of snow outside. So, um, yeah, a brilliant, brilliant, but um, not what I originally expected, maybe. Yeah, so that's another one that I'll need to write up some things on. Um, that's still one that I'm still kind of, it's ruminating in my mind because there's a lot, it's deceptively simple. Um, in a way, I enjoyed much more than, like, say, Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I was thinking of McCarthy, yes. I know people love that novel, but I actually really, really disliked it. Um, it was so simple that I found it dull. And so many other people have written within speculative fiction authors have written that better, I thought. Um, in any case, um, the, this one I definitely enjoyed. Uh, and then the other uh, that I didn't get to read much in the original French, unfortunately, uh, was Whiskey Tales. Um, and so that collection um, I'm also really keen to write up about because I loved it. Uh, but I discovered things about the author that... Um, uh, bear talking about as well so that should be an interesting um, review to write as well i'm definitely looking forward to reading more from him though still so yeah jean ray i as i've learned about him i mean that whole uh you know era of like you know people writing you know symbolism and surrealism and you know decadent and dada and just like future i just like Lots of things going on in the early 20th century. Um, and it's good that, um, Wakefield is, uh, is publishing a lot more oh, yes. um, of his stuff. So, and they have more previous things out from other authors of the Belgian weird, I think. So I'm going to have to look at their catalog 
And I know they have another genre collection out soon, or maybe even just out. I, I forget the release, but that's the sort of this weird, dark fantasy bordering on horror, particularly from this era, is something that I really gravitate toward. And I think it's because I grew up reading John Belair's novels. And this has that same sort of atmospheric um uncanny aspect to it that I that I enjoy from like say like an MR James or um trying to think not Lovecraft but another one like him. I have collections I can't think now. Anyway. <laughs> well it the the latest one is called Cruise of Shadows, Haunted Stories of Land and Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh coming out in December. So yeah, the sea is a recurring setting. Uh or sailors are recurring characters. Um, and of course, all of his tales involve whiskey, um, at least in whiskey tales. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just the mood of the whole thing I, I adored. Yeah, the people were writing a lot about that kind of thing. It's, um, it makes me uh, think about it was Monet's painting of the, um, the woman sitting there with, um, with a glass of brandy in front of her. Or absinthe or something, looking looking super drunk, right? And it, what was that like the eighteen eighties or something? Anyway, um, they like you, to you know art better than I. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I could There's be wild. There's a Degas, apparently. Oh yeah, the absinthe drinker. Absinthe drinker. That might be it. Yeah, because that's yeah that didn't seem very Monet-ish. Um, but yeah, they all liked writing about painting. You know being sloshed but that's that's okay (laughs) um well so i guess looking at june um if i even i mean the thing i i probably read a bunch of these stories and i just don't remember (laughs) this was a long (laughs) time ago um june was like another year but uh uh you know clark's world is continuing to publish uh korean um sf and translation and based on uh your reviews and some of the stuff I've read, it seems to be a little rocky, like some stories seem um you know, a really well told, good length and stuff, and other stories seem like either too long or kinda unclear. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think of it's, I mean to be fair, a lot of that comes from my own taste. I'm well, it's harder taste. for me to connect with a novella. Yeah, novellas um, I in are general weird. find novellas to be weird and unnecessary. Uh, there, are, there have been plenty I've read that I'm like, yeah, that's this is great, and actually, it's a perfect length. I just think they're done far more often than they need to be. <laughs> it's a very strange uh, length, yes. And so, yeah, even when they were doing the Chinese, um, which they're still doing, I guess. Um, They've Clark's World in general, for for my personal taste, has always been um, ups and downs. Um, there's some things I really adore; other things I'm kind of eh, not my favorite. So, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm. Um, I wish I could have. Uh, let me tell you, I wish I could have gone to to WorldCon. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> if only to be <laughs> listening to the um, the panels on. Uh, international sf and mm-hmm. uh, i know neil was on a couple of those and thankfully um, you got there <laughs> yeah i i mean that must have been hellish trying to get mm-hmm. to ireland 
Ah, but um, I wish I could have just teleported there and listened <laughs> to uh, to all, to all them talk about it. Um, because there's a lot going on, you know, more and more. I mean, uh, in June, uh, a new issue of uh, Future Science Fiction mm-hmm. Digest came out, so that's three new stories from Russian, Bulgarian, and Chinese, and then Samovar also had stories out from Russian and Arabic. Yes. Um, and of course, today being September, um, second, I just saw that a new issue of Strange Horizons came out. I, I haven't oh, looked okay. closely at, at what the stories are yet, but I was glad to, to see that. That is good news. The future science fiction digest, I've really become a quick fan of. Yeah, it's good quality stuff. I, yeah, the uh, Alex's taste, um, and mine seem to mesh up often. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And so, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a really good um he can just read something and immediately see, you know, what's making it work, what's making it not work. <laughs> um and uh I think our tastes are kind of generally similar. Um I think he probably has a little more of a, you know, I mean he's got a more discerning eye since he's been mm-hmm. an editor and Right. And a translator and an author, and you know, so um, I'm kind of like, oh, that's cool, and he's like, eh, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but generally, yeah, I I'll, I agree with uh, kind of the some of the stories um, where it's like, eh, you know, there's just something missing, or it's too long, or you know, um, I I must say I did um, I did listen. To the um, the story in Clark's World from July, Wu Ding's Journey to the West. Oh, okay, I still have to read that one. Yeah, uh, I have to Tang, go back for July ones. Um, well, Tang Fei is um, uh, has so much out. I mean, there's a lot out in English. Um, it was translated by Andy Dudak, who just does wonderful work. And I um, I wonder if listening to i wonder if with this story i should have i should read it um along with having listened to it because i was really interested in a lot of the ideas but i felt like i was i was missing some things like i wasn't understanding certain things um because it's about like a world with reverse entropy and um you know some people some people kind of get younger and younger and younger and then dis- and then become babies and then mm-hmm. other people you know age normally and and um it's a world where people are like uh well we need a road so the the road will come it'll it'll happen and they just <laughs> wait around up here yeah yeah it does it, huh. <laughs> it grows out of the ground <laughs> and buildings sprout like plants it's it's amazing so um it is yeah that was really fascinating and of course, um, July also had a new story by Teresa de Echeverria, Argentinian author who I just love every single thing she writes. So anytime I see anything that she has ever written, I, I read it because I just love her. Um, oh, that's the, that's the big thing. A couple weeks ago, did you see the, um, the NPR, uh, review of, Automatic Eve. Did you see that? No, no. So Silvia Marino Garcia um, uh, reviewed this novel from Haikasoro, you know, one of my favorite imprints. Um, 
and uh, she mentions, and I was reading this going like, wow, you know, this, this is great. You know, Hikasaur getting all this attention. Oh, and that she, they're closing. Yeah, she mentioned something about yeah. the going on hiatus. I was like, what? Mm. And so I asked around, and yeah, sure enough, they're, you know, it's that, oh, maybe they'll come back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's, it's at least, uh, a decade old. I know it's, I think it's older than that, wow. but, um, that's a really bad thing. Yeah. That Haikasoro, I mean, the sheer number, I, I'm definitely going to put together a list <laughs> of, um, of everything that they've published, all the Japanese speculative fiction that they've published, uh, and it's going to be a huge number. And I, I'm telling you, every single one I've read has been excellent. Did they put out the translation of Parasite Eve? Or was that a larger imprint? Or? That was vertical. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This is automatic Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, no, that's a good point. Because vertical, really vertical, um, Kurodahan and Hikasoro, between the three of them, it's got to be hundreds of titles. It is... They've all, I mean, so much great stuff. Um, but I have to say, I've just read so much Haikasoro and it's, I mean, a real shame and a, and a blow to, uh, SF in translation that they're, that they're not going to be around for the foreseeable future. So I was really mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. If anything, was- we need more, not less. Yeah. But so many of these, I'm sure, are labors of love and exactly. so much like people, you know, put a lot of time and effort into. But they're part of um, Viz Media, which is like a big manga. Oh, okay. So it should, yeah, have support. I don't know what their deal is. You know, maybe it was like, it's probably just a business thing, you know, and it's like, wow, but still, I'm, I'm still mad. I don't care. Uh, and I've seen on Twitter a lot of people saying, oh, you know, Haikasuru, you know, my favorite novel is from Haikasoro and you know I've, I've read so much of their stuff and um I don't think anything's going to change because you know we're not with, out with pitchforks but believe me if I had a pitchfork rabble 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 uh, yeah I'd be there wherever there is like in California or something I don't know um that that really sucked that was bad so um I think everybody I think it's a good idea you know buy. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, if you haven't bought or gotten it from the library, just get all the Haikasoro books you can. Mm-hmm. And, Before they go out of print. Yeah, and just like, because <laughs> they're, they're seriously just, they're gems. And I've just started Legend of the Galactic Heroes Volume 9. And I was really scared because I found this out just before I found out about volume 10 i was like no <laughs> they need to finish and someone um charles tan uh uh i think messaged me and was like volume 10 is coming out in december oh. and i was like oh okay <laughs> at least <laughs> there's that yeah. start freaking out i was like Whoa! <laughs> um because i mean this this is taken since uh i think they started in 2016 publishing Mm-hmm. The Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So it's like, man, you gotta fin it. You can't just leave it. That's you know, no. So <laughs> anyway, I've just been, yeah. I hate when that stuff happens. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do come back. Man, that'd be great. 
there there there's the Italian um uh kind of micro press Acheron um that put out just a ton of stuff Italian SF and English in like 2014 and 2015 and then bam you never heard nothing. from them again <laughs> so yeah um anyway uh anything that caught your attention this past month that came out I've been mostly out of it, um, which I guess is the usual with um, my focusing on other realms. But the one thing I did, I had heard mention it was being done a while back, but just got an email today, actually, from Toshaya Kamai, that Mexican writer and editor Livia Brenda now has a larger reality 2.0 is released. And so it's Ah, a new bilingual anthology. I really enjoyed the first one. And so I I downloaded it. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that one too. And so you can find that at a larger reality dot mx back or slash uh, 2019. Yes, that uh, that looked that looked very interesting. It looks like twice the length as well. So um, as the first one was. So yeah, August also it was just a very interesting mix. There was. Um, uh, the Memory Police, uh, by Yoko Ogawa. And everybody's like, Ogawa's awesome. And I'm like, I haven't read anything by Yoko Ogawa. So I, I really, I really want to. Um, and, uh, also the heart, <coughs> excuse me, the heart of the circle, um, by Karen Landsman, uh, which was translated from the Hebrew by Daniela Zamir, uh, from Angry Robot came out on the 13th of August. Oh, yes. And it is Israeli high fantasy about sorcerers and, you know, acceptance, you know, kind of, the description made me think of like X-Men type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I can manage, that's one I wanted to look for at the bookstore too. Can usually find Angry Robot titles. So. Angry Robot's pretty great. I was very excited to see that. Um, And then on the heels of that, I found out about uh another work of Hebrew SFT uh which is coming out again I must look it up um it is coming out in oh this month huh look at that um <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Carrot's uh collection called Fly Already and it seems like one of those you know mix of fantastic absurd George Saunders-ish type you know and um there's a picture of a fish on the cover and he's smoking and he's wearing slippers. Where is that fishy fish fish? Oh, look at that. There is a there's a blurb from George Saunders. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's from uh where's it where's it from? Riverhead. Um otherwise known as Penguin Random House, of course. Um but yeah, that that was pretty pretty exciting. Um I when I saw Edgar Carrot, I know that he writes in English. I mean, most Israeli writers write in English, but um I was very happy to see that he actually wrote this one. These stories are originally in Hebrew and it's translated by like a freaking team of people. It's like all the people translated these stories. Um so that's also very cool. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Um so I'm I'm interested in uh in reading that, but is there is really just there is too much. I just 
My God. Too much to read. Yeah. So, it is so crazy. What so are you much. reading right now? So right now, uh, I'm kind of reading three. Well, I was reading three books at the same time. Isn't that normal? <laughs> yeah, not really. I don't really oh. like doing that, but I just, oh, okay. there's certain books where it's like, I can read this book while the kids are running through the house. Right. But I can read that book only when I I need like total concentration. Yeah. So this is why I have like eight going at the same time. Yeah, well, see, so, yeah, I mean, that works. Um, I just finished a work of nonfiction that I, I wrote a review for the review that took me like an insanely long amount of time. <laughs> Wasn't that long? It to, oh my god to me it's like I oh. swear I, it's like four or five hours most of the ones that I end up doing. I should probably take it like. longer. I just I'm like I just I'm just really slow. I think I just pound it out and like there. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> it took so oh my god. But um, it's about um, it's called Celestial Hellscapes: uh, Cosmology as the Key to the Strugatsky Science Fictions. And um, I was like science fiction and Russian, I am there. You know, I love the Strugatskys and this is great. Um, my review is going to be in the journal for the fantastic in the arts. I've never written for them before, but, um, we'll see. Uh, they, if they're like some of these other journals, like you'll see my review in about five years, but, um, that'd be great if it was sooner than that. <laughs> Do you know, I still have, I still have reviews from like, early 2018 but anyway yeah I, <sighs> the, didn't you just have one for la booker review review yeah. books rather yes and that, i'm assuming they're quick at least they were they were quite quick they were a two-month turnaround i guess um and you know they asked me to to review it and i was like dudes like do you not know <laughs> who i am like why <laughs> well i mean it's not, oh, it was awesome. it was fantasy but it wasn't it wasn't in translation Oh, I God didn't even say, realize that. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, I just it assumed was, it was. The woman writes in English. I'm like, English? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but I mean, what am I going to say? No, you know? So so I said, sure. Hopefully so. they'll cover some translations then, too. To right? come. But but people do review it. Other people. Yeah. And then they asked me to, to do I was like, Ugh. Um, But then, so yeah, so I just finished Celestial Hellscapes, which was interesting. Um, That's all I'll say. And... uh. And yeah, I just started Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Volume 9, and I am finishing, I swear, the dreamed part. I don't know how I'm even going to review it. <laughs> I've I've occasionally seen some tweets from you on that, so that seems to, yeah. The man is is a genius, and his books are just overflowing with uh, just thoughts <laughs> and observations that are just these long riffs on just one image or one thought or, ah, uh, I mean, it just, it's, it's very, uh, and he, I forget what it's, oh, referential, uh, it's like hyper-referential or something. I, there's something where like people, yeah, they, they have like this, this thing where you say something, like you'll say umbrella and they can go on about it <laughs> forever. And, he he's just amazing, but um, but it it's like how do you? Isn't there a character in the Magic Mountain that does something like that? Yes, there there are two characters. Similar. Well, there are two characters that always argue about like metaphysics, mm -hmm. and they're so great. 
I love the Magic Mountain. So wait, did you read the the whole thing? Oh no, I'm uh, maybe 200 pages in. So that's one of the ones I'm reading currently. I love it. Yeah, it's the best book ever written. I've never read. I've never read Thomas Mann before at all. So so um, good. He's brilliant. Oh, I love that man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he uh, he was just the best. Um, you know, I I don't know. And Frazan, I think, I think is like laughing to himself, knowing that all these people will be trying to review it. Mm-hmm. And will fail. <laughs> and having um, a hard time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and he, I think he's happy about that. He's got one section. If, if you're, uh, anyone who's going, uh, kind of like, Oh, should I read it? Should I not? Um, I say, yes, you should. Uh, you definitely have to, uh, be, you know, prepared for a book like this, but he's got about, I swear I could be exaggerating, but it's like a 30 page rant. Um, about uh like a type of author the type that churns out crap and gets international recognition for it and always gets coverage in the in the press and sells a billion books and they're all just pieces of trash and it's like he's trying to understand why this happens <laughs> And he's trying to, he just, it's, it's like, it's just, <laughs> people yeah, like simple. He, oh man. Yeah. People like crap. I mean, it boggles the mind, but yeah, it, some of this stuff that is like, it might as well say trash on the cover and it's just like devoured and, and not only devoured, but then like, uh, you know, highly acclaimed and it's right. like, really? <laughs> you know? well, so he, oh, it is, it is such a mega rant as I've never read before. And uh, it's pretty great. So um, <laughs> he's he's just uh, yeah. It's a lot about like uh, a lot of ref- you know he's he's from Argentina and um, it, you know this book will only I feel like only makes sense if you've read the invented part first. Um, but you can totally read this and just you know wallow. Well, okay, uh, not wallow, but like uh, bathe in the uh, just just avalanche of ideas and thoughts and discussions of Nabokov and the kinks and uh, Bob Dylan. And because he references all these things, um, but it's really kind of like an homage. Like if the invented part, you was can totally part, immerse yourself into it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the invented part was kind of like a F Scott Fitzgerald immersion and the dreamed part is Nabokov. It's just a, riff riffs on Nabokov and reading Nabokov and and um yeah so that's the dream part that's what I'm reading now my brain is so scrambled (laughs) so you're reading the magic mountain correct what else I'm reading well in terms of SF and translation I'm reading a book you are well uh, versed in that is titled next human Ooh, by Francesco nice. Verso. So I yes. purchased this a while back as a potential one to use for my biology and fiction course. And I did just didn't have the time and then also to read it beforehand. And then also thematically wise, I ended up going with um, Frankenstein and Baghdad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. And so I now I'm getting around to reading this because 
not just for potentially a future year of the course, but the Apex uh, publication. So Apex Book um, Company is currently doing a back catalog blog tour. Mm-hmm. And so they are the publishers of Next Human, uh, the translation, English translation. And uh, I will be reviewing it not this Wednesday, but I believe it's I'm scheduled for the following Wednesday. Oh, very cool. Um, on my blog, which is reading 1000lives.com, 1000 is the number. Um, so yeah, I have one review this week, and then Next Human is the week following, and then I think the last Wednesday of the month I have a, a short fiction collection of theirs um, that I will be reviewing so i I have like a few chapters left on next human i think so well next human i think was the very first review i wrote for strange horizons (laughs) it's great francesco is amazing he's an author he's an editor he like he's like connecting italian sf with like china he's like been to china like five times um (laughs) He he publishes anthology like books and anthologies of just world SF and he like really believes in it. Um and and has really, you know, introduced me to so many amazing writers. Mm-hmm. Um he is really like the SF and translation just like world ambassador. <laughs> yeah. And he just seems I mean I've had limited interaction with him, just occasionally like I think a message or so on Twitter or something, but or a retweet. But um, he seems like a really nice guy. So he's super nice. He's he's great. I met him in person finally at a ReaderCon last year. Um, but yeah, we had been talking for over Skype and other things for a couple of years. And then you know he and a couple other people were like, "You coming to WorldCon?" I was like, "That's <laughs> in Dublin, right?" They're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Nope." <laughs> And I would love to see Dublin, but I, I can't just hop on a plane and go to Dublin. The um, Worldcon for 2022 is supposed to be in Chicago, I think. Oh, wow. That's actually manageable, if that's the case. For you, particularly. <laughs> I would love, I, I will, pro- I will obviously do my, I mean, it's right there, but um, I also would like to go to Eurocon. Francesco has asked me to, mm. uh, to come to Eurocon in Fuji, Italy in 2021. Oh, nice. And I was like, I <laughs> would love to. I'm glad I have this much time, though, because this this can allow me to to plan. Um, it would be a huge undertaking. <laughs> and for me, it's hard for me to even do um, professional like microbiology conferences in Europe at this point, because that would be the way I'd probably have to end up doing it is like make things coincide. But right, right, exactly. But yeah, even that's hard to do now. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm the you know the primary uh, caregiver of uh, yeah exactly the three kids. It's hard to get away I mean, from the family. I would probably only be able to go for like a couple of days, and I'm sure my in-laws would be happy to watch the kids. But still, unless you make it a family vacation, coinciding, that's really how it has to be. I suggested it, and no one seemed interested. Really? <laughs> Even though they're from Italy, for God's sake, they're from Italy. Yes, and they went about ten years ago. Okay. And I was like, anyone want to come to, you know, in 2021? They were all like, eh. I was like, eh. So anyway, I hope I, I hope I can go. Um, that would be really yeah, I hope so. fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's probably good for now. We're just kind of catching people up. Uh, there's, 
so much uh, to to see for the rest of the year um, on the site. You know, I I have listed all the things coming out again. Supernova era in October. Um, it's a it's again it's a pre three body trilogy um, book, just like Ball Lightning. Um, so it's not going to be as like you know complex and uh uh hard sf you know knocking you over the head with multiple dimensions kind of book but um i love it because i love i love what lucy sheen writes because he's just he's I, seriously one of the greatest sf writers living today um and some more stuff from Kurodahan, some more uh japanese vampire stories like how does how can you get any cooler than japanese vampire stories so yeah, um, a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, pretty soon we'll be looking to January, Daniel. Can you believe it? Oh God, it? no! I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so I got to do some things before then. Oh God, I don't even have anything. I, mean, I only have two books listed for 2020, so I don't know. I don't know what everybody's waiting for. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a ton coming out. Yeah, announcements to come. Yes, yeah, that's probably it's probably going to start soon. Um. Working in publishing, I should know this, but <laughs> it's it trade publishing and you know non trade publishing and academic publishing is all very different. But um, still, stuff is always slow in the summer. So yeah, we'll probably start hearing about a lot of stuff, and then I'm going to start feeling like, oh no, there's so much stuff to read. I haven't even finished reading what I want in 2019. So uh, yeah, any other? thoughts on the the stuff the only other thing i wanted to mention briefly from august is the one short story that i did want to mention is one called gila is here by ketty stewart and so this was translated from the french by tashaya kamai for bewildering stories um the translation itself i found to be um a little too literal at times for the french but um Nonetheless, it still gets the basic germ of the idea or the germ of the story across. And it's basically this short story that reimagines Henrietta Lacks, who, if you read Rebecca Sklutz or have heard of Rebecca Sklutz's books on the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, her cancerous um, cells were basically turned into a, a, a cell line for uh, biological research. And so this story is basically the idea of her being reborn when she becomes cloned by a cult of disciples in the future. Um, and so the story I just found interesting in terms of that theme. And then also I was just excited to find out about this author, Ketty Stewart. She's a, a writer of sci-fi and fantasy from Martinique. As far as I can tell from her website, this is the first English translation of her work. Um, but she has several collections and novel out that just briefly looking at it seems. Um, but just one, this one English translation and then some two stories or one story, excuse me, translated twice. Uh, okay. Yeah. One into Italian and once into Spanish. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to discover more of her now actually. So, cause I've always liked, um, Authors from um, the Francophone world as well. So, yeah, Mar you know, Martinique and, and Haiti. I mean, there's more and more coming out every every year. You know, there's the Francophone world is <laughs> this is very large. 
And of course, I mean, obviously, I gravitate towards noticing it. But. Yes, yes, of course. I wish I could remember how to read a lot more French than I remember, but um, I could kind of get, I could kind of like hobble through, you know what I mean? But, um, but I wouldn't be able to like, you know, read it without a dictionary right there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you, uh, you need to keep, uh, sending me things that you hear about because, you know, half the time you're like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? No, what? Ah! So, um, you've got your ear to the ground. Yeah. I mean, that's what it really takes. It seems is people out there doing that because there's no, I mean, aside from you, there is no encompassing, you know, outlet to say what's out there. So. Well, yeah, and everybody sends me stuff. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I get seriously, I get people who are like dedicated SFT, mm -hmm. uh, you know, regulars, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, this, that. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I didn't know about this. Ah. Um, so without all of you wonderful people on Twitter and and Facebook and emailing me and, um, you know, and reaching out like the you know my site would be totally like not up to date <laughs> not current it would you know it wouldn't have all the things that that it does because i really rely on people to uh you know to just reach out and let me know cuz believe me i you know i feel like oh i know what's going on and then i find out about three things that i should have known about months before and i'm like ashamed like how did i not know but there are a lot of publishers out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they don't market very well in general. So, you know, you would think that they'd be like, oh, an SF in translation site, and we're publishing a book that's SF in translation. <laughs> it seems so many publishers now rely on authors to do the advertisement for their stuff because they don't have many people in-house. So, Well, anyway, that seems to be... Uh, about it for now um everyone out there remember uh you can contact me uh on twitter at r-c-o-r-d-a-s and there's the facebook uh sf in translation page uh goodreads group uh sf in translation or speculative fiction in translation and of course rachel at sf in translation.com and daniel where can people find you uh, they can find me on Twitter at read1000, as in the number, lives, at read1000lives. Very awesome. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys soon. Happy reading. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Speculative Fiction in Translation, a member of the Skiffy and Fanti Network, hosted by Rachel Cordasco and Daniel Hauser. If you would like to contact the Speculative Fiction in Translation podcast directly, please do so at rachel at sfintranslation.com, or you can visit sfintranslation.com. Additionally, you can find Rachel on Twitter at rcordas and Daniel at read1000lives.
To find out more about the podcasts on the Skiffy and Fanti Network, please visit us at skiffyandfanti.com. If you would like to support the network, you can do so at patreon.com slash skiffyandfanti. To keep up to date on everything that is happening at the Skiffy and Fanti Network, please visit skiffyandfanti.com slash newsletter. The music from this podcast is No Disclaimer by Jesse Spillane. To find more about this music, please visit freemusicarchive.org.